What's up, family? It's day two of Speak. I'm Emmanuel Lacho. Y'all know the rules. Volume's up. Remote's down. Stay for a while. Here with NFL insider Dave Hellman, the one and only Joy Taylor, and my dog, Eagles, all-time Russian leader, 2-5, 2-Live. But I got to get things started in Dallas. Because I did it, y'all. I did it. I figured out the secret to what Jerry Jones is doing with the Dallas Cowboys, with America's team. I'm going to reveal it to you. Jerry Jones, as of yesterday, said, yo, we had a team and we could have signed four or five veteran players. We could have brought them back, but we needed to make some changes. So it's not about Dak. It's not about money. It's about Jerry Jones choosing culture, choosing teams over talent. You do realize three of the most important players for the Cowboys are on the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Browns. Think about it. Randy Gregory, Cowboys, second on the team last year in sacks with six. Jerry could have re-signed him, but Jerry thought to himself, you've missed 54 games over five seasons in Dallas. Maybe, Randy Gregory, it's time to let you go to Denver. Then Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins, the 15th ranked offensive tackle out of 83. The dude is a beast. But Jerry said, you know what, Lyle? Maybe it's time we let you go to the Bengals. And lastly, he needs no introduction, Amari Cooper. Three Pro Bowls in four years? Three Pro Bowls in his first four years? Dude had a 1,000 yards with Andy Dalton as his quarterback? Jerry said, Amari, we could keep you, but I'm going to let you go to Cleveland. So America, it's not about Jerry Jones putting all the pressure on Dak Prescott. It's not about Jerry Jones needing money. He has tons of cap space. But he made this pivotal, this pivotal error of choosing team or culture over talent. So, Joy, let me come to you and ask you, do you agree with Jerry Jones' decision to choose team or culture, that is, over talent? I see what you did there in, in, in the intro, saying error. You were about to lay it all out with facts, and then you kind of <laughs> snuck your opinion in there right at the end. Yes, I do agree with Jerry. I do. Because when you look at when the Dallas Cowboys were successful, which we're constantly reminded of, these heydays of the Dallas Cowboys. Heydays. The Dallas Cowboys, America's <laughs> team. They had culture because they had who? Jimmy Johnson. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about Jimmy, you know Jimmy is a culture guy. Now, he likes, he likes his dudes. dudes he too. likes his talent. But that talent isn't going to come at any cost with Jimmy. Jimmy wants smart players. He wants dedicated players. He wants character guys. And he's happy to tell you. And, J and Jimmy can back it up with what? Rings. Results. True. So the time that the Cowboys were the most <clears throat> successful, they had culture. So I see and I like that Jerry is not only making this pivot, but explaining why he did it. Because this has been a very confusing offseason for Dallas. As, as Dave so eloquently served up a beautiful fact sandwich with all of the, this cap space <laughs> The only thing I feel like I talk about sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> why they got rid of these players is now very obvious. Because it was a bit confusing their offseason. And now we're seeing why. Now, I do think there's another step, which we'll get to in a moment, as to how to solidify that culture. But when they had culture, they were winning. So I see where Jerry is going with it. Dave, let me throw you a oop like Dwayne Wade in his prime to LeBron James. You just got a dunk That's it. That's a big, big dunk. Ten years <laughs> with the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> um, inside the locker room every day for the last ten years. You've talked to Jerry Jones several times, more times than probably anybody on daily television. Do you agree with Jerry Jones' decision to choose culture over talent? If I, like, believed in the motives, I might. And that's my thing, is, like, it, it rings hollow to me. Jerry Jones tried like hell to re-sign Randy Gregory. Like, that deal went down to the 11th hour. The Broncos had a better offer, so Randy's in Denver. Like, let us they're, they're not like, oh, Randy, you missed this many games because of suspensions. By the way, they drafted Randy Gregory in the first place. This is a team that regularly takes draft risks. They know they have the ability to do that because the general managers are the owners. This is the team that signed Greg So you telling me... This is the team... They do all sorts of wild you stuff. You are telling me that Jerry Jones is the guy that gets broken up with and says, I didn't want her anyway. Yeah, basically. And, and there, are, there are a few... There are caveats there. Like, in the, in the case of Randy Gregory, absolutely. In the case of Amari <clears throat> Cooper, you wind up in a situation where it's like, well, you, you're not giving us what we think $20 million is worth. Mm. Amari Cooper missed two games famously last season yeah. because of his vaccination status, mm. caught COVID-19. Jerry Jones didn't hide the fact that he was unhappy about it. They, I mean, the Cowboys lost both of the games that he missed, so I get it. But it's a case of saying, I don't think you're worth what we're paying you. And it, it, it's so, like I said, it, it rings hollow because, Joy, you bring up the 90 Cowboys, the 1990s Cowboys, 
those that team was full of wild boys. We all have the there receipts were, on ooh, that. There were day. some. No, but, <laughs> oh, but you've heard. Is, we've heard. They won. They yes. won. Yes. Let me add a quick note to uh, two five in this. Jerry Jones played the game last year Thanksgiving. It was the most watched game regular season since 1993 against the Raiders. They lost Thanksgiving Day. Jerry Jones does not like to be embarrassed. Amari Cooper did not play in that game because he was not vaccinated. (laughs) Jerry Jones was very public about his desire for his players to be vaccinated. Amari Cooper seen publicly last year at a Dallas Mavericks game, though he was unvaccinated, I believe he was too unmasked. Jerry Jones does not like to be embarrassed. Shady, I'm not going to say you a wild boy. But you do got the nickname Shady. <laughs> I'm not going to dive into how you got the nickname. Right. But do you agree with Jerry Jones' decision to choose team or culture over talent? Um, I, I disagree. Right? In this league, it's hard to find great talent. True. Right? It's hard to put them all together. I'll give you guys a story, right? So, you know I'm big on stories. Oh, wait. There was a coach in about 2013. What's his name? Is it, he's a college guy. Oh, Chip Kelly. Yeah. You guys remember him, Chip Kelly? So we brought Chip Kelly to this team, and he was big on, oh, team this, culture this, all this great stuff. We like, well, listen, man, players make teams. Mm-hmm. They got rid of me. They did. They picked up a guy named DeMarco Murray. True. Right? They got rid of Michael Vick and, and Nick um, Foles. Got and they picked up, who they pick up? Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Mm. Big culture. Got rid of the Sean Jackson. They did. That happened. Who they pick up? I don't remember, sir. Aguilar? Aguilar? Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Okay, anyway. So, do you see the difference? When we left, the talent left, we fell down bad. The Eagles were a bad team. They had to get the, the players back, get the talent back. It's hard in this league to, to get superstar players and play together. And real quick, you talked about the, the, the 90s Cowboys. Oh, my. Hall of Famers. Yeah. Mm. Talented everywhere. Dogs mm. on that Listen, team. Jimmy Johnson... Great coach, right? But without them players, come on. Okay. Let me say, let me add something to the story though, because I was there, and I'm—I'll be honest. I shed one tear this when my boy? dog Shady just one. Oh. Just one. We weren't that close at the time. I shed one <laughs> tear when Shady left. I have to be honest, because when Shady left, the words that were uttered in the locker room by the coaching staff, yo. Talent is not as important as culture. It's not as important as chemistry. Here was the problem. DeMarco Murray was not LaShawn McCoy. Right. The problem, rookie... Say Nelson, it again. Say, I'm sorry, say it again. DeMarco Murray was not LaShawn McCoy. 2-9 wasn't 2-5. <laughs> okay. There was a difference between rookie Nelson Aguilar, rookie Nelson Aguilar, and Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, one of the best deep threats of all time. Jeremy Macklin left as well. We had an all-pro guard, Evan Mathis, who left as well. And all of a sudden, Chip Kelly left, too. He had one more year in Philly after he got rid of the talented squad and all those talented players. So I got to side with Shady, Joy. I okay. think I do. Now, I teased earlier in my original presentation that there was a second layer to this. Uh-oh. Because I absolutely agree with you. You got to have talent. Got to have dudes. Coaches is very important, especially in the NFL. I do think head coaching is extremely important. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of layers to being a head coach in the NFL. But you got to have dudes. But Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly ain't Jimmy Johnson. That's true. That okay. is true. You know who else isn't Jimmy Johnson? Who that? Mike McCarthy. You know who else isn't Jimmy Johnson? Who that? Jason Garrett. Talk about it. Wade Phillips. Ooh. Dave Campo. Ooh. Chan Gailey. Barry Switzer. Now, Barry I left Switzer. Bill Parcells out of there, but Bill Parcells had a couple, a couple issues in Dallas as well. Not very openly, but he talked about Jerry's going to do things the way that Jerry wants to do things. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Parcells and Jimmy Johnson are Hall of Famers. That's the difference. You have a Hall of Fame coach. You have a coach that comes in there, and you guys know this, who stands up in front of the room, and you, all, all the games stop for a second. Yeah. We got to listen to what Jimmy's saying. He can help us win. We can follow him. We can be ourselves. We can have our own rules, but we're going to follow Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy's very, very open about that, too. I got the same rules for everyone. They're different for each person. I, I messed that up a little bit, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right, so right. that's the difference. I see where Jerry's trying to go with this. Culture is important. You do have to have policing within the locker room. You do have to have standards and expectations and accountability, but it comes from the top. And that's where the, the Cowboys, to me, have had issues because you need talent, but you also need coaching. And with the Cowboys, everybody knows the buck doesn't stop with the head coach. The True. buck stops where? With the owner. Talk about it. Which, Let that's, me, it's, it, I'm, it's, it's funny she makes that point. And guess what? Like, for most of the last 25 years, the Cowboys have been talented, right? We would agree with that. Barely. Lots of talent. Barely. They've been talented. Yeah. What stays the same when your GM is the same? Like, the culture in Dallas is pretty consistent, in my opinion. Well, I have to do this, Shady, because I need you to defend yourself, literally yeah. and figuratively. Um, the Eagles were terrible the year after you left. 
We went from 10 and 6, 10 and 6. When not, Chip not surprised. You weren't surprised. But go ahead. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, know, we I went know. to 6 and 9 the year after you left, if my math is 6 and 9 under Chip Kelly. I think 6 and 10 in total. Terrible after you left. Right. But they did win a Super Bowl two years later. Different head coach. Yeah. But you weren't there. Deshaun Jackson wasn't there. Evan Mathis wasn't there. Jeremy Macklin wasn't there. So all of the players that Chip Kelly got rid of because their personalities may have been too big for the locker room were absent when the Eagles did, in fact, win their Super Bowl. So defend, then, what Jerry yeah. Jones is doing because so, he got rid of a lot of not big personalities, but to some degree game-costing personalities. Well, you're leaving out some, some key factors. First of all, right, when that happened... Um, Chip Kelly was not there. They got rid of him, right? True. So then they, they picked up Doug Peterson, who I played for Doug Peterson, from Andy Reid. Andy Reid, everybody from Coach Andy Reid's tree does well. What does Andy Reid do? He always goes against talent, either trade or draft, right? So what did they do? They got a first-round draft pick quarterback, Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Carson Wentz was playing at an MVP level. Yep. Mm -hmm. We always loved uh, Carson Wentz. I'm sure you was, too, as a Dallas guy. He's good. Okay, so then, <laughs> then, then they go get Alshon Jeffries. Sure. From, from the Bears, who was like that. like that at the time, yes, right. sir. So they got players again. They got it back. And we have a, a good line, offensive line, which the Eagles always have, right, especially under Doug Peterson. Then you get a quarterback that was playing at MVP level. That's talent. So then, not only is it talent, I think synthesizing both of these points, because Joyce says, I think it's a lot about the coach. I think where Jerry Jones is making the error is not realizing he does not have the coach to control the talented guys that may not fit That's the coach. That's exactly what I'm saying. The gap with the Cowboys, to me, if you look at this list that I have right here the and the results, there's a gap here. The Cowboys are trying to do things in an outlier way, only their experiment has lasted since Jimmy left, and you haven't had any different results. It's been the same. You have 25 years of the same exact results. How much do you need to continue to do something? What's the definition of insanity? Same thing over and over again, expecting Results. a different result. They right. like to have a coach that they can kind of control, that isn't really the big dog in the building. Mike McCarthy had a winning season last year, a really successful season by any other coach's standards, and they're already talking about firing him. There is a gap. There's a hole in what goes on with the Dallas Cowboys, and everyone kind of skirts around it. It's right there. It's in black and white. I'll do my best to speak for Cowboy fandom here, too. And, like, that's fine. If, if you want to move on from Amari and LC and Randy Gregory and all these other guys, that's fine. But, like, they went 12-5 and five last year, and, and the expectation right. in Dallas is always going to be as good or better. I mean get back to a Super Bowl, right? right? They haven't done anything to replace those guys. Like, that's the cult problem. culture alone ain't enough. Like, that's cool. And for the record, all I've heard the last, like, three years is how great their locker room was. Like, I've never heard a bad word about Amari Cooper as a teammate from anybody in that building. So if that is happening, that's, that's news to me, who have worked, who's worked around the team for a decade. So I don't buy it. If you're going to make these moves... There's got to be talent gotta coming from somewhere. Right. That, that's, that's, it doesn't look like the Cowboys That's Shady's it. point. Is like if you're going to move talent out, you got to replace bring that in. talent you with bring equal it in. talent. If it's about character or disrupting the locker room, well, then you have to bring other talent in. My point is I look at the Cowboys from a macro perspective because this isn't a small experiment. It's a small slice of time. No, it's This is the two years <laughs> that we have with the Cowboys. It's the same yeah. thing. It is, it's, it's Groundhog Day with them. So what is it? What's to solve the problem? The problem is you don't have a guy in there who's really making the decisions. You know Andy Reid is the dude. Yep. Everybody knows there's an owner of a team. We all know everybody has a boss. But Andy is running that team. The success or the failures of that team is on Andy Reid. The owner's job is to give them as many resources as they can to be successful. What is resources? It's not you in the locker room. It's not you having a radio show. It's not getting uh -huh. sound bites every single week. We love it. We love it. I but love it's it. not producing results. <laughs> well, here's what I've learned from this conversation. If you're going to move on from something, you got to go from good to good or good to great. So let's do that because coming up, the show's going to get even better. Uh -oh. The clock is ticking for Lamar Jackson signing a new deal yeah. with the Baltimore Ravens. He had some very interesting quotes this morning. You need to hear it when we come back. You better That's say, me. pay me right now. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know if he said that verbatim. Welcome back. Y'all know we all live two lives, so let's check in on the social life. Bronny. That's LeBron James' son out here at Ohio State for a visit, it looks like. And he's sporting a Buckeye jersey, but hashtag not committed with a smiley face and a thumbs up. I'm confused. Joy, what you feel about the post and the quote? He's trying to get some feedback on where he should go to school. You know, he can't <laughs> say he's committed to them. This is the new thing with commits. Like, they mm -hmm. have these they amazing oh, yeah. studios yeah. and take these awesome pictures because they're, they're smart.
smart kids want to post stuff on social media, and so they can post it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's where they're going to go. Like it today. If you're a good recruit, you've got a photo like that in 20 different years. Exactly. So, yeah, no, yes. I love it. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, imagine if he goes there. Oh, my God. They're already the kings of Ohio. Yeah. He goes there and, they, oh, and brings them a national championship? Oh, my God. Hey, you love that, but we'll find out if y'all love this because of huge news in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson speaking at a presser today, and what did Lamar Jackson say? That man went to the presser and said, look, y'all, come Friday, a.k.a. one business day from now, I need a new deal. I'm going to stop talking so y'all can hear Lamar talk. Take a listen. As of right now, you know we're still talking. You know, the week's not over yet, but... Soon, soon, probably be a deadline. Probably be cut off after this week. As far as a deadline, on, in your the point. end of this week, the end of this week, mm. Friday. Mm. Friday. How many, how many hours you got? I got about, I got about forty-eight hours till Friday, Shady. Got about you heard, you heard what Friday. he said. He said what he said. <laughs> I love it. Dave, you like Lamar Jackson playing hardball with the Ravens. Okay, like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't view it as hardball. Like, in the same press conference, he was talking about playing the game on Sunday. Like, it's not like he's not going to show up if he doesn't have a deal. He's just saying, make me an offer I'll accept by Friday or else we go through the year on this contract. Dave, you got to understand that passive-aggressive hardball, big dog. So, you know, I got to go to a Joy for this because Joy said, I believe, two days ago that she's a killer. She'll cut you with a knife. It got real she graphic did, she on did say that. It was very got scary. Got a little intense. I was very scared. Scared. Yeah. Joy, I must um, say. Joy, you know you can smile through your teeth while threatening somebody. <laughs> I'm finna kill you. You know what I mean? Like, that is what I think Lamar Jackson was doing. He was threatening the Ravens while smiling at the same time. Yeah, Lamar, he's a happy person. You know, he's got that good energy about him. He doesn't want to make things hostile. We're, we're getting close to the start of the season. It's all about positivity, so I feel that. I don't love him playing hardball from this perspective. I do think it's good to have deadlines for negotiations, mm -hmm. and I love that from the beginning of it, he said this is going to stop at the start of the season. You don't want to be going through this while the season's going on. Again, if he had a normal or traditional, I should say, agent handling this, then they could continue to negotiate it throughout the season and keep it away from him so he could focus on football. But that's, that's not how he's that handling goes. this. That's his prerogative. This is where I get hung up with the Lamar situation. And I want everyone to get paid, make as much money as possible. I'm not writing any of these checks. It does not matter to me. My bills are paid whether Lamar gets paid or not. I do think he deserves a huge contract. I think they should reach a deal and sign a huge contract. But we keep coming back to this guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson signed. I do not believe this is going to be the standard moving forward. We all thought, as soon as we saw that money, oh, my God, quarterback market. I mean, what's Joe Burrow going to get? He just played in the Super Bowl. What's Justin Herbert going to get? What's, right. What was Kyler Murray going to get? It's just trees don't grow to the sky, and this is a salary <laughs> cap league. Again, the Browns are not traditionally known for doing business the right way. I don't think that's going to be the standard. And Steve Bishotti, the owner of the Ravens, was very vocal that he didn't like that deal. So if they're hung up on, I want more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson, this is where I would advise Lamar, don't, don't lose money by trying to prove a point or to reach an unrealistic deal. In mm. negotiations, you all know what your real number is. Now, you, you and the person negotiating for you, traditionally an agent, are the only ones who really know that number. You'll <laughs> act like, no, nah, I signed for less than this. But you really will sign for this. That has to be the number. Whether that's more money than Russell Wilson got, great. Whether that's more money than Kyler got, as he should, great. But I don't think anybody's going to get more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson because I don't think that's a standard. Now, for clarification, Lamar Jackson's mom is currently acting as his agent. Joy Taylor alluded to that. I just want to make sure you, the viewer, our family, are tuned in. Shady, Joy said a lot, big dog. She said a lot. Um, but what I'm most thinking of is this. Deshaun wants $230 million, at least. That's what Deshaun got. Lamar wants $230 million guaranteed. That's what Deshaun yeah. got. The Baltimore Ravens do not want to guarantee Lamar Jackson that money. If you can infer and read between the lines, that clearly is what's going on in Baltimore. Who should blink first, big dog? Should Lamar Jackson say, you know what, fine. I'll take less than Deshaun. Or should the Ravens be like, yo, you're one of a kind. I'm going to pay you more. You know what, Shway? I'm going with this. I like what he's doing. He's standing on the ten toes he has. No, I'm not blinking. Y'all going to blink first. Because my thing is this. When an organization, especially a franchise, <clears throat> when they have to make a move, because eventually it's going to come, it's going to surface. Like, all right, I'm not, I'm not signing for this. I need a bigger deal. I need something like Deshaun Watson. And if I don't get it, I'll play this year, right? I'll take my own gamble. But then next year you'll franchise me? Cool. What's that, $50 million? The next year after that, fifty million dollars, cool. Cause I've learned this, when when um, Dak Prescott, right, when he got hurt, I said, man, they can't pay this guy now. 
But when they paid him, I said, oh, my God. If I'm, if I'm Action Jackson, I'm cool with that. Franchise tag me because I know if I do get hurt, I'll still get that money. That's so why I'm, I, I'm standing on it. That's so, why I've said before, like, I don't think the Ravens have that much leverage, honestly. <clears throat> like, the quarterback gets paid. Lamar gets hurt and they're terrible, he'll get what he wants. Lamar goes out and balls, he'll get what he wants. Mm -hmm. so, Either like, way. I, I don't I – mean, I agree with Joy. Like, I, I, I understand the idea – I don't think it's realistic to top Watson's deal. But it's he, a dumb he, we deal. gotta talk about this. It's, it's not a good deal. I, I don't get passionate often on television. I'm working on that for my blood pressure, for all the things. But I'm passionate about this one, Joy and Dave. I gotta side with my athlete here. If you know you have a unanimous MVP to your name, you know you got all of the leverage and some. It's not my fault that the ball, that the Cleveland Browns guaranteed Deshaun Watson that money. And it's not my fault, Bashadi, yeah. owner Bashadi, if you ain't got the money, because I got the game. So if you don't have the money, somebody out here does. It's like in a relationship. If you don't treat me right, somebody right. will. Right. 7.25 billion people in the world. I'm going to find somebody that loves me. So if you don't want to find the money, Bashadi, I'll go find somebody who can find No, them you're money. not, because they can franchise tag you for the next couple years. So $45 gonna, million, dollars, be, $54 million. Right, that. which I'll you would that. be getting that anyway if you signed a long-term deal, because that's the market right now. Aaron Rodgers is getting 50. Kyler Murray is close behind, I think, 49.5. Russ got 49. Yeah, yeah Russ yeah. got 49. Yeah, so you'd be getting that anyway. So, no, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're not divorcing me. You're going to stay right here and raise these kids together. <laughs> so it sounds good, but that's where, the, that's where this negotiation starts to become tense because because of the way that quarterback contracts are set up, which I don't necessarily agree with, but we're not going to get into that today, they can franchise tag him. You're right, Shady. He is going to make a lot of money with $90 million, $100 million from the franchise tags. But you're not guaranteed a long-term deal like True. that. So you can't just leave. But, but, but they see, the, the difference is with the franchise tag, with other positions, right? With the quarterback, you know that number. If I Because they want him for, for the long haul, obviously. But the thing is, if we franchise tag this guy too much, oh, my God. The number gets bigger and better. I got to ask. No, I gotta I, ask. I'm, I'm talking about the, the number yeah, ask. for the bigger contract. How, yeah. how scared should the Ravens be of how this will play out? The Dallas Cowboys chose to franchise tag Dak Prescott twice and still had to pay him $160 million guaranteed oh at the end of those two <laughs> franchise tags. Yeah. Had the Cowboys just paid Dak Prescott instead of franchise tagging him, yeah. they likely would have saved 20 to 50 million that's my point. dollars that's my point how scared should the baltimore ravens be based they, on what lamar jackson's doing they're gonna lose in the long run like they are going to lose and that's my whole point it's like you might as well get it done because the, the quarterback gets paid again gets hurt still gets paid <laughs> plays well still gets paid i and i don't know I'm, I'm i'm curious though like i i do not know if another team will buckle on this Watson thing. Like, like it's obvious that the league that, hates it. Yeah, it's I agree obvious. with all of you. He's going to make the money guaranteed if he does, if he plays the franchise tag game. And we've seen Kirk Cousins play that game. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins is And they don't even want Kirk Cousins. And he continues to make a ton of money. They don't be wanting that. And to Kirk Cousins, to Kirk Cousins, uh, to argue on behalf of Kirk Cousins, which I don't do very often, Washington has been terrible since he left. True. So he at least provided some stability and, and all of that. They didn't want him. They paid him a bunch of money, and right. now he's there, and they've had, like, 15 starting quarterbacks since he's been gone. Yep. So there are examples of how this can really backfire on the Ravens, but the Ravens are not the Washington football I'm curious. Team. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. You just said something that made me think. Because though Kirk Cousins left, the Minnesota Vikings, correct me if I'm wrong, we got our stat guy sitting here at the desk, have made the playoffs, I think, one time in Kirk Cousins' era. Yep. The, wa the Washington Commanders have made the playoffs one time since Kirk Cousins left. So they both made the playoffs once. Minnesota had a miracle. Congratulations. Washington Commanders had Taylor Heineke, who almost usurped Tom Brady in a miraculous game. So I don't think Washington is crying tears at night, which leads me to this question for you, Joy. Who's running the bigger risk, Lamar or the Ravens? I think it's pretty even at this point. I hate to be that person, the 50-50, but... Lamar is taking a risk here. There's a reason why we're all talking about him signing this contract. It's not the same as Dak. It's not the same situation. Lamar was hurt last year. Mm -hmm. For whatever reasons, I don't know why, because Lamar is a league MVP and an unbelievable player, but there are questions about how long he's going to be able to play this type of football with all of the running, right? You, we've showed examples of other dual-threat quarterbacks, although Lamar is better. There is the question of that as well. So there's a reason you want a long-term deal. And he is going to make his money regardless, and the number is going to continue going up. That's why this negotiation is so serious. What I wouldn't get hung on uh, up, up on if I was Lamar is $230 million guaranteed. Because no matter what happens, they're not going to pay him $230 million Let guaranteed me, 
no matter how this plays out. Let me come to the highest paid running back for a couple years <laughs> in football, See my dog. I'm going to remind you of your money because one day I'm going to ask you for some. So let me keep coming to you. Should Lamar Jackson at any point in time back down? I would not. I want at least what Deshaun got because if I'm Lamar, I think I'm better than Deshaun. Should Lamar Jackson at any point in time take less? No, don't take less. Stay where you're at. I like his stance. I mean, he's a better player. He's younger. I think he means more to his franchise. I mean, Deshaun Watson, they gave him this deal, but they don't know what they're getting, right? He hasn't played football. He's in a, he's a new franchise where you know with the Ravens. You, have y'all guys been to Baltimore lately? I'm from Harrisburg, right? I would drive up there all the time to get me some, some, some crabs, et cetera. <laughs> they love Lamar Jackson, right? And, and if you have the fans behind you, right, you have the teammates behind you, the locker room loves them. Everybody say, pay this dude. You got to pay Lamar. Hey. You go up to Baltimore to get you some crabs, et cetera. That et cetera has me so very curious. <laughs> Coming up, Trey Lance is the starter currently in the Bay Area. But Jimmy G, y'all remember Super Bowl arrival? Jimmy G, he ain't going anywhere. It's going to get awkward in San Fran, and we're going to tell you about it. That's next on Speed. Et cetera. What is that? I'm et cetera. Yo, things are getting awkward in San Fran. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Trey Lance officially named the starter. Remember, the Niners gave up three first-round picks for him. But Jimmy Garoppolo, last year's starter, is staying in the locker room. Peter King wrote, quote, if the 49ers had total absolute confidence in Trey Lance, they wouldn't have done this. This meaning keep Jimmy G in the locker room while Trey Lance is there as well. I agree with Peter King, and it's real simple. If I believed in Trey Lance... I'm not keeping Jimmy G as my backup. If I'm perfectly happy in the relationship that I am in, I can go, and go ahead and unfollow everybody else because I don't need to keep anybody around lingering in case things go south. That's what the 49ers are doing. So, Dave, should the 49ers be fully confident in Trey Lance? No, why should they? Like, other than what they did to get him, which we'll see if that turned out to be a smart decision, like, what... What has Trey Lance done to earn absolute confidence? I mean, and, and by the way, I, I've been thinking about it. I thought about this during the break. Oh, Joy's mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought about this during the break. Like, okay, the Chiefs, it's a, it's a fitting parallel just because Patrick Mahomes sat his first year, yep. right? They got rid of Alex Smith immediately after that because before that season was over, before Mahomes' rookie season was People over, were, yep. they were chattering about how good this dude this was. True. I'm not hearing any of that about Trey Lance. As like you see, and that's not to dog him. I'm just saying you, you you would have heard this coming out of the facility in San Francisco if he was just ready to take over. And if he's not, be smart and give yourself some insurance. What's wrong with that? Joy, you seem very, very displeased by what your ears are hearing. <sighs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry. Here's the thing. I, I don't. No, they should they should absolutely be confident in Trey Lance because what because what they're doing here is they're hedging their bets and everybody's just falling for it. You use three first round picks to take Trey Lance. I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I so know if, the if, the, if this ends up not working out, who's to blame for this? Like, who, who, there's got to be someone held responsible. It's one of the worst moves in draft history. That's a lot of draft capital. And he was picked what third overall. Okay, but Joy, follow, follow, follow me here. Like, where, where was this team last year? Get him, Joy. Year? Get him, Joy. Where was this team last year? You got to live with the bet. You made it. You got to see if you No, see, I'm hedging that bet no, every single he, time. Here's, here's what he did to I'm going to make a separate bet that's like, if this goes no, bad, no, 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 I'll no, no, still no, be okay. No, 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 no. No, what they did was make they made a big boy move, and now they're getting a little shy about it. They're being a little shy, and it's okay. You can get a little nervous, mm -hmm. getting your feelings. But it's time. You got to see what Trey Lance is. I got a question. See if you I can get to the Gar NFC no, no, title no, 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 game. No, 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 quickly, no, 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 quickly, no. quickly. You know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. I apologize because, Shady, answer me this, um, if you will. What's the nicest car you've ever owned? <laughs> I'm glad you asked him. Rolls Royce. Rolls. Uh, insurance, two of them. Two of them. My dog. <laughs> Big money. Don't let me hang it. My dog. Um, now, Rolls Royce got a lot. They got a really high price of insurance, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. So the nicer the car you own, the, mama's name? the more insurance <laughs> you have to pay on that vehicle. I think there is a parallel because the more you give up for Jimmy G, the nice car, then that insurance, too, better be very high. Do you think that the 49ers should be confident in Trey Lance or should they have kept Jimmy G here at the wayside? I, I think they should be confident. And this is, this is the reason why. You guys are forgetting this, right? They were trying to get rid of Jimmy G. Yes. The reason why I, I gave up three first-round picks to go get a quarterback is because I didn't like the quarterback I had on my team. 
That's one part. The second part is this. They called so many teams. Hello, hey, hey, um, Broncos, could you guys take um, Jimmy G? <laughs> yeah. okay, you, you don't want to? Damn. Oh. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Seahawks. They called teams. He didn't have no value. So everybody keeps like Peter King, no disrespect. They're, they're saying, oh, you know, um, they can't be confident in Trey Lance because they kept him on the team. It's like, well, listen, brother, we tried to get rid of him. Nobody wanted him. So in that case, he stayed here. It works for us because, cool, he knows the offense. He's probably the best backup in football. Yeah. The, the players love him. The team loves him. So I, I, I understand it. And I, I love the move because I think for the team-wise, we're safe. If anything happens to Trey Lance, knock on wood, we still have a backup. So then let's get to uh, – we're asking two different questions. Let me make it very, very simple. I think the 49ers should have kept Jimmy G. Confident in Trey Lance or not, keep Jimmy G. Don't you think the Cleveland Browns wish they had a quarterback, at least with the talent of Baker Mayfield right now? They may not want Baker, but they probably would oh. like a quarterback with the talent of Baker. And they try to keep Baker, too, though. He said, he said no. Seattle Seahawks last year, I think they probably would have wanted a backup quarterback once. Russell Wilson went down. It Talk worked out him. for our former Philadelphia Eagles. When Carson Wentz went down, it was kind of convenient, just right. a little bit, to have Nick Foles there. So, Joy, how can you be so adamant about the fact that the Niners should get Jimmy G out of there knowing the value of a backup QB. Because he played in a Super Bowl and he was in the NFC Championship game last year. Then some rando <laughs> sitting on the bench, not bothering nobody. It's Jimmy G's that Subway commercials. For whatever we think about Jimmy G, and to Shady's point, whatever the market is, he's still Jimmy G. Like, we don't even call him Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got a nickname. Okay, he's got he a nickname. That's, that's, that's something hanging over your rookie quarterback. You have to see what you have in Trey Lance. To Shady's point, you don't want Jimmy G. That's why you took Trey Lance in the first place. So now you got to blip. You got to do it. You got to go. You have to take that risk. Otherwise, this is a terrible decision, and you use a massive amount of draft capital on a bust, and you don't know if but he's two, a bust. But two wrongs don't make a right. That's why I can't, I can't rock with you fully on this, Joy. I'm more with my brother Dave, because just because you drafted Jimmy G, who, mind you, has only thrown 380, 89 Trey passes. Lance. Just because you drafted Trey Lance, thank you, who's only thrown 389 passes since his high school prom, since he was in a tux buying right. corsages, he's right. only thrown 389 passes. I don't think you can forego Jimmy G just because you made a questionable decision in they drafting. They foregoed him or forgave him, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the past tense of that word. They did that when, when they I drafted, drafted him. him. Can, can I, I just want to ask one question, Please right? Do. Cause, cause, and I get what you're saying with this, but my thing is if, like Joey talked about, right, he went to the, the Super Bowl, yep. NFC Championship, yep. right? And it's like, if he did all that, why do we want to get rid of him? If Patrick Mahomes can take us to the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game, why do we want to get rid of this guy? I mean, Shady. I'm just, I'm, no, no, I'm just, Shady. no, no. I, I should have said you compared him but, to one no, no, specific no, 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 But this is my question. Is if, okay, take Pat out of it. America, right? <laughs> <laughs> if my quarterback can take me to the championship game, Super Bowl, AFC, NFC, whatever, whatever C you want to put on it, if he can do that, why do I want to get rid of him? Why nah, indeed? Nah, Why nah, indeed? What's, no, no, the, what's no, no. the answer? You can answer that, Dave. Because, what's the answer? Because you, as the, as the person who employs Jimmy G, you sit in the playoffs and watch Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes do their thing, and you're like, I want that. That looks different than what we have. And you, it, it you, see him, okay. you see him every day. That's, you see him every day at practice. That's a it's great every point. Day. That is a, no, I agree with that. That's like, a great point. That's why they got Trey Lance. So now you have to allow Trey Lance to not only play, He's gonna but start. develop. He's going to start. Okay, but you have Jimmy G sitting there. So if Trey Lance struggles, which of course he will. He's a rookie yeah. quarterback. This is his first year, he, exactly. He played in two games last year. He's a rookie quarterback. He's going to struggle. Now you have Jimmy G there. That matters. But I need that. I and, need that. And, I need Jimmy and there. And what, the, what, what Shady brought up is a good point. What's that? All these, these places are calling. They're being greedy. I'll take Jimmy G, but I'm not taking him at that number. I'm not giving you anything for Jimmy G. It's not that there's teams out there that wouldn't love to have Jimmy G on their roster, but not at the number well, that they were probably I mean, shopping him for. I don't know, man. I just think this. Andy Reid has a, has a special rule. His rule is your true, real value is with the team that you've been playing with. So if they draft you, they see you every day for four years. Your good practices, your bad practices. Your good games, your bad games. They see it all the time. So on other teams, they don't know his real value, right? For them to say, look, we don't even want him. 
They, that's the reason why nobody really wants Jimmy that's G. That's about price just as much as anything, though. <laughs> like, when you got to give up assets and a $27 million salary, there's a difference. I mean, like, that that's a big part of it. He, so he restructured his contract for $6 million? He restructured yeah. it after so, he okay, agreed well, to That's my thing. So at $6 million, right, I'm sure he got more money somewhere else. Let's say $10 million, right? The value was his game, not the money. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> ah, what, what's, what's, what's the goal? What's the goal that all 32 of these Super Bowl. Teams? Super Bowl. And they've been there. And they say, we still don't want you. What is the thing that can derail your Super Bowl chances? Quarterback didn't hurt. Thank, thanks. Quarterback thanks, didn't hurt. Nacho. Appreciate you, man. Quarterback didn't hurt. It's that easy for me. Yeah. I'm trying to insure myself against something That's happening real. to Trey Lance. That's or... If he's really not that good, then I say, all right, we got a nice roster here. We got this dope offensive line. We got badasses all over the defense. We got Debo. We got Brandon Ayuk. I'm not giving up a chance to contend. They should have made it last you, year. You, Matthew Stafford put that interception up on a platter. moved on from Jimmy oh, Garoppolo he did, he did. the moment. <laughs> Thank you. They were so close. Why are you letting go of that? Because they, they didn't make it. That's so, true. There's no problem. Joy, so yeah, right, made right. It to the Super but here's my thing right. is, like, Joy, you don't swim in the ocean without a, a, a vest on. Yeah, you do. Vest. When you can swim, I'm a great swimmer. Okay. I swim in the ocean Beautiful. all the time without it. But we don't know if Jimmy G's a I'm great a quarterback. You don't play. You don't get into a. Uh, we do the, the know what Jimmy G. Excuse me. We don't know. We don't know about uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, is a great but you know what else about the ocean? Sharks are born swimming, and they got Trey Lance out here with so these floaties and the earplugs in, so he don't get a. I uh, mean, ear Trey, infection. Tra Trey Lance. He got the tube around. Trey Lance and, and on and goggles. His mom's watching over him, rubbing sunscreen on his forehead. I just Let like how Joy had that analogy. Let him get out there. Ready to go. That was pretty good. He's got to swim. This is San Francisco. Used three first-round draft picks, and for that matter, what if Trey is great? What if Trey is great? He's We're good. talking about, like, we don't know what he if, can be. We'll never find out. But here's what I will say. Based on NFL history, if Trey was great, we would know by now. No. That's no. 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 Here's why. I, no. Here's why. Here's why. That's too much. There were murmurs for, one, Alex Smith okay. was 13 wins, 13 wins, 12 wins prior to Pat Mahomes. Two, there were murmurs, like Dave said, for Pat Mahomes to still usurp Alex Smith, even though they were winning 12-plus. Peyton Manning, even when Peyton Manning threw his 28 interceptions in year one, defensive coordinators around the NFL were like, yo, get him now, because he's a beast. If Trey Lance was like that, I don't think we would be having this conversation. You just compared, but, I mean, nah, Peyton Manning played a whole rookie season. He's by himself like, that one. That's too much. And, and just because that's the route that Patrick Mahomes followed to stardom doesn't mean Trey Lance has to do it the same yeah, way. Yeah, Pat Patrick like, Mahomes is one of one. Yeah. There's been plenty of, of quarterbacks that have developed and, and really blossomed three, four years into their career. We don't know what Trey Lance is. And he hasn't had a real opportunity because we've been talking about Jimmy G this entire if, time. But if he was... Here's what I think were the point that's being missed, and then I promise y'all go to break. The point that's <laughs> being missed is this. If he was like that, Jimmy G wouldn't have kept him on the bench. Brett Favre kept Aaron Rodgers on the bench. $100 million for the first time in NFL history, Drew Bledsoe kept Tom Brady on the bench. If Trey Lance was like that, Jimmy G's not keeping you on the bench. That's my only Jimmy thing. Jimmy G is but, gone. But, he is deuces. They used three first-round picks to get Trey Lance. The only reason, reason that Jimmy G was there last year is why. was because Trey Lance It's not had like that. No, it's because he didn't play a year in college because of COVID. The COVID season erased his ability. He was extremely raw. It had been almost a year since he had played football. Don't. We can't rewrite how the, the, the history of the last two years went. It affected a lot of players, and particularly Trey Lance because of where he went to school. He basically missed a season of football because of COVID. That's why they kept Jimmy G in the first place, because they obviously wanted to move off of him because they used an immense amount of draft capital to take Trey Lance. Mm, well, Jimmy G gave money to the 49ers back. And oh, we might have a rematch Sunday. Tom Brady, Bucks, Dallas Cowboys. It's at the star. But if you all remember, last year opening night, the Cowboys were in Tampa and got that work. So they only lost by two. They only lost by two, Dave. Don't give me that look. But it was bad on the field. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, superstar quarterbacks, Brady's 23rd season. Dak Prescott, $160 million uh, last year, fully guaranteed. So much at stake for these two incredible players. But Dave, more at stake on Sunday. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. I, I resent this. I resent this topic. It's <laughs> it's on Dak. It's all it's all on Dak. Like I'm I'm gonna steal Joy's line. Like why? What are we questioning Tom Brady forever? Like Tom Brady could start 0 and 4, and I would be like, 
okay, don't count out Tom Brady. Like, right. it's, <laughs> it's all on Dak Prescott. Unfortunately, I hate to say that, but he's got a lot to prove, man. Like, we talked at the top of the show about what he's lost, but on top of that, the brutal reality of it is Dak's got a lot to prove in these type of games. Like, he owns the NFC East. Yes, owns it, Shady. He owns the NFC East. He doesn't do that well outside of the division. He's 28 and 26 for his career against non-division opponents. They struggled against playoff teams last year. Lost to Kansas City, lost to Arizona, lost to Vegas. They lost to the, mo the majority of the playoff teams that they played. He's, he's, I mean, this is a huge opportunity him for, for him to fix. Joy, talk to me. More at stake. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott Sunday. Uh, well, Dave spoke for me, which is which, <laughs> which, 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 That's what this, we do when it comes to Which in this situation, I, I'm totally fine with because, no, I don't question anything that Tom Brady does. Tom Brady could go 0-4. I don't know if he could lose every game this season. Maybe like not little, every game this season. Way. He would have to fall way under 500 before I got worried. He's good about Tom Brady. I like this about you. <laughs> he yeah, never does no, that. this is obviously more on Dak Prescott. Tom has nothing to prove. He owes mm. us nothing. Mm. We're going to enjoy watching what I believe is the last season Fair. of Tom Brady's career. It's going to be a bit of a, you know, retirement farewell tour. I know he doesn't want that, but that is what it's going to be. I don't think he's going to play anymore after this year. So, no, he doesn't have anything to prove. It's all on Dak Prescott. And this is a big year for the Dallas Cowboys, I think. When you really look at the scope of, and we've been talking about this a lot over the past few days and even today on the show, they've lost a lot. But I do think everyone is forgetting they had a really great defense last year. They had this guy, Micah Parsons, who's pretty good, PA pretty guy. Marisburg. And a defensive rookie of the year, runner-up for defensive player of the year. They have a great defense still. So while there's still some questions on offense and how that's going to go, they, they do have a lot to prove. Dak has a lot to carry, and he is being paid. For as much as I love Dak, he is being paid a lot. He's got he's to live up to that. Uh, Shady, very quickly, uh, more at stake. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. Obviously, Doc, Dak Prescott. Right? I mean, we all know what Tom Brady brings to the table. It's on Dak. I mean, Dak has the money. When the money comes, then we need results, what we haven't been getting lately. And then I, I just think about, like, um, this season. The Cowboys is one of them teams, man, like, if they lose the first two games of the, of the years, oh, man, oh, another bad year. But if they win the first game, right, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Because they're desperately waiting for that. True. So this game is big for Dak Prescott. I hate to do this. I hate to do this to y'all. I'm going to throw a wrench in everything. All you bet them. not say, Tom, for sure. I'm leaving. Uh, I'm I'll, I'll leave. <laughs> Bear with me. All right. Here is why. I'm going to give you my reasoning. Tom Brady has more at stake. Here is why. Joy's right. Tom Brady owes us for nothing. But you know who he's accountable to? His teammates. His guys in the locker room. I'm going to talk to Shady's heart for a second. I'm going to talk to y'all's minds. <sighs> if you retire and you come back, and then you take off 11 days of camp, I'm questioning your dedication. I do not oh. care. I do, I Tom do. Brady's, um, unbelievable. I, Tom Brady's? Tom Brady's? Listen to me. Oh, my God. I, I do not care if you fall short. I don't at all care if you fall short. But I do care if I am more invested than you. I'm not questioning Tom Brady's dedication to the game of football over the last 22 years. I got to check his cup. <laughs> Think oh, about it's, it. It's water, y'all. We're safe. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, my God. Think about it. Tom Brady missed 11 days, and what was his excuse? Quote, you know, everybody's got different situations they're dealing with. I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of bleep going on. So you just got to try to figure out life as best you can. I'm going to be very real with y'all. Okay. When, when I came into the league as a, as a six-round pick, and I'm just scratching and clawing, if you... would, And I get you're not Tom Brady, whatever, but you're very good, you were a very good player. If you would have missed 11 days five days, and gave me no reason, I would be like, wait a second. I don't care how many rushing yards and all pros you have. Mm. Are you as invested as me? And if you are the great Tom Brady, then what he has at stake is to prove that he is as invested to this season as everybody else. You was right. You talk to their ears, you talk to my heart, right? So I played with Tom Brady. Now, you played on what, two teams or three two. teams? Cleveland and Cleveland. Philly. Okay, so I'm going to answer this for you. You have not played with no player like Tom Brady. I played with you, though. No, no, no. Not a talent level. Not even talent. Tom Brady, is the, he's the closest thing to a real coach I've ever seen. Him being away from the team, I can guarantee you this. Whatever he was going through, it must have been very important. So I won't take that away from him. But I'm sure he's watching tape, right? He's texting the guys. He's calling the guys. And the Super Bowl, right? Leading up to the Super Bowl, he was sending these mass text messages, all the, the skilled players, about the coverages. Going from each player... The quarterback to the left, he's bad at back shoulder passes. He's flat-footed, blah, 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 blah. Going to every player, there's nobody that's more dedicated. 
playing in a game on the bench on the sideline than Tom Brady. So yo. you would not have he's dialed in like you dialed in. Have, you you got to Tampa in what would have been maybe your ninth or tenth year, I believe. Maybe you, you might know better than I. Twelfth. But you got to Tampa in your twelfth year. It's a long time. Right. So you get to Tampa in your twelfth year. You're still at practice. You're sweating. You're going to OTAs. Shady is waking up at six a.m. going to bed at ten p.m. during training okay. camp. Tom Brady is gone for 11 of those days. Mind you, you there at practice, you there lifting these weights, you out there on the field slaving each and every day, and Brady's gone. Do you not care? I do care. I do care, but this is the That's thing. That's my point. That's I, my point. I, I, I care. Wait, what are you, you asking me? Do you not care that he's gone and you here? Oh, see, I'm not, him, I'm not worried about him. You, yes. <laughs> yes, you. See, Tom Brady, he's the type of dude, this, let me tell you about him, right? First of all, after practice in Tampa, it's hot, it's sweaty, I'm tired. We're all tired. Tom is going to get extra work done, right? That guy they talked about with the Patriots, Alex, he's always there. Mm -hmm. They training. Our first game, we won. Come to guys, we went to, the, went to the bar. Not the bar, but it was like a bar because of the COVID. But the guys were there together. We faced Tom. Tom was joking around. Yeah, hey, what up, Tom? You know where he's at? He's in a swimming pool. We think, oh, he's having a good time with the kids. He said, nah, man, I'm just doing recovery. At 40-something years old. So my point is this. Tom Brady is always locked in. If I'm near, I'm not there. The, the players know that he's got their back. Joy, do you think that Tom Brady is as dedicated this season as he has his previous, guys. As he has <laughs> his previous 22? Because that's where I question. I don't know that he is. I think this has been a very strange offseason for Tom Brady. I think that's safe to admit for everyone. The retirement, unretirement thing was very weird. Obviously, there was, you know, the report about the Dolphins. Maybe that played some sort of role in something. We don't really know what was going on with Tom Brady's retirement, unretirement thing. He's gone for 11 days. Tom Brady has earned the right to literally do whatever he wants. I'll be whatever back. the hell he wants, and there's no one that's going to question him about it. There are just certain people in certain industries that can just do what they want, and that, obviously, I'm talking about in a respectful manner. I'm not getting crazy. He can miss 11 games. He 11 cannot – 11 days of, of, of training camp. He can be gone. He can have this weird offseason, and I'm still not questioning anything he does. There's just certain people that are in that category. Tom Brady is in that category. Oprah is in that category. Howard Stern is in that category. But I say it there like this. Jay-Z is, Jay is in that category. Beyonce but, but is in that say, category. Just I mean, you also is in that. No, no, no. <laughs> just, mm. the thing. just because you got F you money don't mean you got to say it's not F about, you. It's it's not about the money. I know it's not about the money. It's not about the money. I'm saying it's about earning the right. No, just we earned the right. right. Earn the no, right. No, 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 no. Don't make me crazy. Hold on. I'm getting emotional. Get him, Joy. Go on, get him, Joy. I like to do this on television. He makes you get like that. He does the same thing to me. He pisses me off. Oh, my God. We're talking about Tom Brady, okay? We, we, we got to just keep, we got to take a deep breath. This is somebody that doesn't eat strawberries, okay? Like, he don't eat tomatoes because they might give him some inflammation. Avocado shots. When we won the championship, right? we took shots. He took avocado shots. I'm like, does that taste good? What is, but he's dedicated to his body. There's nobody more dedicated. There's nobody more serious. There's nobody more meticulous and intentional. I know you like that word. Intentional than Tom Brady. So he is beyond questioning whether he's dedicated this year or not. However this year goes for Tom Brady, I'm cool with. I've, I've given up the, the, the being frustrated over Tom Brady beating us every single time. After the Atlanta Super Bowl, I just submitted, I'm going to watch the greatest to ever play this game, and I'm going to enjoy watching whatever Great attitude. Happens. Great attitude. And that's, what, that's how everyone should be looking at this year with Tom Brady as well. I, Dave, let me come to you. Why are you, you fighting this? You, I'm why, not. Why are you fighting well, it doesn't do well with my spirit. It doesn't. And I'll be honest why it doesn't. Because... I feel like we are giving Tom Brady just a pass for everything. We are. Yeah. Because yes. of the past. Ah. I know you've played those murder the, mystery the games. Past. The past. He won it's, that Super Bowl two years ago. They, I mean, they were really right. lost his last game. Thing. Lost guys so are, they, were, they should have been in the NFC you, title game. I, here's what I will not skate over. <laughs> the fact that Tom Brady retired and came back. You played professional football. You've recently retired. The second you say the word retired, the second you utter the prefix of retire, it's already too late. It's very hard to commit to a game in which you literally are, 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 are choosing to get into a car crash on every single play. You're willingly saying, hey, cars, NFL linebackers, hey, cars, defensive linemen, come here and you can hit me legally. So the second you retire and come back, I'm instantly questioning your commitment. And it just seems like you all are like, nah, he's Tom Brady. Yeah, I am yeah, doing that. Yes. Yeah, that's and exactly what I'm doing. Here's the funny thing, and that's how you know I'm telling the truth. Like, anyone that knows me will tell you I'm a contrarian by nature. Like, I'm, I'm tired of talking about Tom Brady. I don't want to. All right. But he's Tom 
effing Brady, man. Like, I'm not going to question that. Especially, like, he had sign-off from everybody at the Bucks. Todd Bowles is like, yeah, what are you going to do? Tom Brady needs 11 all, days all off. All the like, players say, yo, this ain't, ain't there are some, There are some great players on that team. Mike Evans, Levante Just, David. I guarantee you they do not care that Tom Brady needed 11 days in training camp. Absolutely he, he need He needs a break. He works too hard. There's no, no Here, chance. Here's where I think they would care. I think they would care if you can tell by Tom Brady's offseason that his performance during the season isn't up to Tom Brady's standards. Because, and here's why I say this, Tom Brady's got his. If you could get into the Hall of Fame before being a first ballot, it should be Tom Brady. But you know who's still trying to get into the Hall? Mike Evans. Who's still trying to get into the Hall? Levante David. Who's still trying to get into the Hall? Several other Bucks players who still have a lot at stake. So while we are all sitting here praising everything that Tom Brady's done, and we should... And he's going to join the network here in a couple of years. So while we all praising everything that Tom Brady's done, I still think some cats on the Bucks are like, hey, thanks for what you did for us two years ago. Shout out to what you did for the Patriots. But what are you going to do for me well, this then, year? I'm going to pray they get that audacity out of their heart because they could have it the other way, which was the season before Tom Brady got there. And how did that go for them? Mm. 30 what? touchdowns, 30 picks. Thank I got, you. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. You know where he plays for now? The Saints. Yes. But, but the thing about Tom Brady is like, I think he, not, I don't want to say deserve it, but they love him because the way he works, the work ethic, how hard he is, right? He, he makes everybody on the team accountable. Let me, okay, okay. So he gets that pass. Okay, here, we here, know Tom is going to be ready. Here's what I will say. The, the defensive player to me that is most reminiscent of Tom Brady, Ray Lewis. Is that fair? On the field? I don't know. The defense. Go back to Joey. Like, is anybody chips. reminiscent of Tom no, Brady? But the, defensive, but the, seven but the, de seven the defensive player that is maybe one of, if not the greatest of all time, Ray Lewis. Okay. Sat down right. with Ray Lewis during the Super Bowl. He said this to me privately. He said it publicly, so I have no issue sharing. He said every time he went into an offseason, he treated it like he was a rookie. Brand new notepad, brand new pen, brand new everything. He said that even though he was playing under the same defense, I believe it was one of the Ryans. You know better than I. You'll be studying right. the game. Wow. Even though he was playing under the same defense, he still acted like he was a rookie each and every day. Rex. Ray Lewis is not Tom Brady, but Ray Lewis is a great. And I'm just saying, if I'm on the Bucks roster, if things go south, I'm just going to be like, Dang it, Tom, I needed you, you and should, your commitment you should, a little longer. You should thank whatever deity you serve that Tom Brady has chosen to grace you with his presence for one year. That's exactly what you should do. And be glad that this is your fate. Be glad that, that, the, that the gods or God, whatever it is, has chosen you as the one to play alongside Tom Brady in his final year in the NFL. You also, That's what you should be grateful for. You know what, what Tom has that, that no one else has outside of that, that organization? Sweat equity. It's what LaShawn is talking about. You know when you work with someone long enough, mm -hmm. you know that what, they, what they bring to the table. If someone's a hard worker, if their reputation precedes them before they get in a room, when someone brings them up and we're all like, nah, he could do whatever he want, and we, haven't, we have never worked we trust with him, them. then you trust them. You, say, you know when they say, look, I need 11 days off. I got to handle something that's not really anybody's business, but you know what I'm going to do when I'm not here. Cool, because I know what you're going to do when you're not here. I know you're not sitting on the couch eating donuts. This is Tom that's Brady me. we're that's talking right about. There. 11 days off, I'm coming up with a nice <laughs> I mean, some bear, I mean, stomach. Right. When you, have, when you have that kind of equity with your coworkers, with your teammates, with an organization, and with the rest of the league, and with your legacy, I'm not going to question for one second what you're going to come into the season doing. So how long till I get 11 I days off and don't question? I can't, I can't believe you, bro. Uh, you got a little bit. You got a few you decades, <laughs> couple decades of excellent performance. Okay, look. This is the time in the show, though, y'all got a head start, where y'all tell me why I am wrong. I'm going to tell you all about many predictions I have for this upcoming season. And the cast, the brilliant cast, but they might prove their arrogance here in a second, <laughs> is going to tell me why I am wrong. My first thought is this on the season the Miami Dolphins Joy Taylor's Miami Dolphins are going to not only make the playoffs but win a playoff game for the first time in 22 years Ooh. since the year Ooh. 2000 Tua Tagovailoa he is entering his third season new offensive head coach brilliant mind I think this is the year the Dolphins win a playoff game day tell me why I'm wrong you're wrong because they're not even going to win their division that, I mean, that's the main thing. So, I mean, like, the, the Bills are going to win that division. Y'all all agree with me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, that leaves three wild card spots. Have fun in the AFC, my dudes. <laughs> well, I mean, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, Bengals, Ravens, bro. Like, uh, no, that, there's no spots. No, they're mm. not even going to make it. Joy? I, it pains me to say it, but I think that you're right. 
I think you're right. I'm going to be optimistic about it. They got a lot of talent. They made a lot of big moves this offseason. It's a long season. A lot can happen. I do feel you. They're not going to win the AFC East, but I'm going to have some, some hope and some positivity, and I do think they have enough talent to get that. Producers, cut that out. Play that on a loop. Let's run it on social. Joy Taylor thing. says, I am right. Shady, Dolphins, win a playoff game this year. You know it. You're right, brother. My You're right, brother. This is why. Because the segment's called Tell Me Why I'm Wrong. What the hell? Come on. Three versus one, first of all. And then number two is this. This is the fastest team ever assembled in the NFL. I'm yeah. going to say it right now. That's real. Fast, fast, fast. On the outside, so then you got the backfield. Okay, let's get a little more extravagant. Let's go to Dallas, Texas. Talk about America's team. I think Dak Prescott will have his first losing season as a starter. Yes, Dak Prescott, the same Dak that came into the NFL as a rookie balling. It's time that he has a losing season as a full-time starter. Dave Hellman, tell me why I'm wrong. You're wrong because you need to put some respect on Dak Prescott's name. And if I do anything on this show, I'm going to teach y'all <laughs> to respect that. And also, look, I'll, I'll even be a little bit cynical. First, I mean, he's better than y'all think for starters. Okay. He's 25-6 and six against his division. 25-6. and six. He owns the NFC East. And on top of that, the schedule's nice. He gets to play the AFC South. He gets to play the Jags and the Texans. He gets to play the Bears and the Lions. Yeah, look at that thing. I mean, yeah, it starts out rough with Tampa and Cincinnati, but yeah, after that, yeah, he gets a lot of easy games. Man. So, yeah. he, ain't, he ain't going. He ain't going to have boys is up. Joy, tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, I agree with Dave. You're wrong. Be uh, but mostly because of the division, but also we are focusing so much on Zach Prescott and so much on the wide receiver room and all of that. They have a great defense. That defense was humming last year. That didn't go anywhere. They lost some pieces, but I, I believe that they will be good on the defensive end, top 10, and that is why they will not have a losing season. 2-5, tell me why I'm wrong. I can't tell you why, I'm, why you're wrong because I think you're right. I think that this year okay. we'll, we'll see. Bang, bang. I think this year we'll see the real Dak, right? A lot of pressure. I don't have a whole bunch of skill guys like I used to have, right? Amari Cooper's gone. All the pressure's on him. And then his owner keeps calling him out, right? I never had an owner call me out. He knew what I was going to bring to the table. You keep calling your guy out. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, transitioning from players and teams to now a coach. Bill Belichick, greatest football coach in NFL history, unquestionably. However, what? without Tom Brady, <laughs> it ain't gone too well. That's However, true. He ain't won a playoff game in what looks like, what, one, two, three years? There's a lot of howevers, America. I think that Bill Belichick will retire after this daunting season. Dave Hellman, tell me why I'm wrong. You're wrong because Bill Belichick is football. Like, this guy's been coaching football since, like, God knows when. I mean, he's been doing it since before any of us were alive. At the pro level, not just college, high school, whatever. Like, he's, I mean, he was there with, like, Lawrence Taylor, you know, like I'm not doubting that. That's twice in the same show. You've questioned Brady and Belichick, which I'm just not going to go there. You're wrong. I'm <laughs> George, sorry. George, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, no, it's looking a little shaky in New England. No. Brady up there. All right, can we at least admit this? Am I right? Admit the, him right first. Split. You're wrong. Okay, you're oh. wrong. But only about the retirement thing. Only about the retirement thing. Okay, we, we can get so into like, Bel we can get into Belichick oh, in a yes minute. Yes and no. I think you're wrong about him retiring. I actually thought he was older than he is. He's only seventy. Only seventy. I can see him playing, coaching for a couple more years. I don't think he's going to leave on a down year. That's for sure. And I think this year they're going to struggle a little bit. They don't really have the talent that they they're used to having. So that's why I don't think he's going to retire. So that's why you're wrong. Two five. You're right. Right? And listen, and I won't get in. You read the name of the segment, right? He's, he's got to retire because the real Belichick will come out also, mm. right? And I won't give you opinion. I'll give you facts. With Tom Brady, he's 232 and 72, right? Without Tom Brady in the last two years, he's 17 and 16. He's losing. And then when you do make the playoffs, right, you get blown out by 40. 40 points? The best defensive coach we've ever heard of? Super, I won't call him overrated because he is one of the, uh, he's a great coach, but he's like not, doing. he's not what the world thinks he is. Listen, every, every head coach in AFC will say the thing I'm saying right now. Without Tom Brady, he'll be a regular coach. Regular coach. So, Rex Ryan, all of them, he'll be the same thing. Like, good coach, but not great. So, Bill Belichick will get exposed this year. Exposed. Not, not last year, not the year before that. This year, next year, and the years to come. Without Tom Brady, Tom left, got a championship. You get blown out by 40 in the playoffs. 40. Mm, that's a lot of touchdowns, Dave. That's yeah. a lot of touchdowns. I, I think I'm keep, listen, Bill scored on I'm their keeping first it real. That's why I'm just keeping well, it real. I, just, I think that we've learned now, it's a little safer to say, because we argued for many years on shows like this, who was more responsible for the success in New England? That was an easy one. Well, now it is much easier to say that it was, it was, it was closer to Tom Brady mm -hmm. over the years than 
See, one thing about him, I just want to point out, all I said was that he's not going to retire. I like, he's going to have to. He's going to have to. I don't think he's going to retire this I think he will. Dave, I'm going to go back to the city in which you covered sports for the last decade. I remember 2011, the Dallas Mavericks won their first championship. Dirk Nowitzki, who now has a boulevard named after him, won the title. Why in the world am I telling you all that story? Because who did the Mavericks sweep? The Mavericks the, swept oh, the LA Lakers. They oh. swept the Lakers. They beat the Heat, oh, but they okay. swept the Lakers en route to beating the okay, Heat. Okay. Who was coaching the Lakers? The greatest basketball Phil coach Jack- of all time. You a bad, you a bad I'm mother. Watch your mouth. I'm here with it, bro. <laughs> so Dirk Nowitzki sweeps the Lakers and Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was three years removed from title titles. Remember, yep. they beat the Boston Celtics. They beat the Orlando Magic. Phil Belichick is three, four years removed from title titles. Bill Belichick, I think, is going to get a punch in the face like Bill Jackson got punched by Dirk Nowitzki. Period. And he is going to wake up and be like, where am I? Not in the National Football right. League. I think Bill Belichick, like, just that, that was kind of my point. Is like, I think Bill Belichick just likes coaching football, though. Like, winning is important. I think there's probably a part of Bill Belichick that enjoys molding a young, unknown team that doesn't have Tom Brady on it. Obviously, he misses winning, I'm sure. How I don't think he's motivated by it. Like, that part of his legacy is so secure. Let me ask you this, Dave, real quick. How long do you think, and, and take a moment and breathe before you answer this, <laughs> how long do you think until Robert Kraft is like, you know what, Bill? It's time we have a change of stage around here. I think it would take five plus years of like below average results before that happened. Like you mean like three, four, like forty point blowouts in playoffs? Is that if they're getting to the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, like blow out the first round. I'm just saying, like if if they're still having good enough seasons to get to the playoffs, you're not gonna fire the greatest coach of all time. The reason why he retired is because, like you talk about Phil Jackson, if you keep having these bad seasons, seventeen and sixteen, it's like, am I really the greatest over the top? I mean, you don't. I think you got to give a team a year after losing the greatest player of all time, right? So let's just take a year. We can give him a year. So this, right? is, this, this is year three. Yeah, okay. It's going on year okay, three. So, so let's just let's just give him the year bump, right? Okay. From from moving on from from yeah. Tom Brady, okay. I will give him a little pass on that one, right. and mm-hmm. then start judging moving forward after that. I have to give somebody so a year. I got to give the Saints this is year a three, year four. after them moving on from Drew Brees. Let I'm going to give the this. Steelers a year after moving on from Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, okay. let me ask you this: If the Patriots don't make the playoffs this year, say they go eight and nine, new records. Say they go eight and nine. You're Robert Kraft. What's your thought process, knowing the the Dolphins have maybe a, 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 a better team, knowing the Bills have maybe a better team? If you're Robert Kraft and the Patriots don't make the playoffs this year, and it looks like this, what's your move? War. Wins above replacement. Who's coming in for Bill Belichick? It all sounds good that it's time to move on from Bill Belichick. For who? Yeah. You don't have somebody They're not going to fire him, though. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. What am I saying well, that? Well, I mean, it would be a soft fire. It would yeah, be a, it'll be a, it'll be a stepping away. It would be a conversation. Yeah. not going to fire him. Of course not. It would be a conversation. But to me, who is replacing Bill Belichick? That's the question. Good question. Mm. A dynasty. Well, Kyle, that was good. That was good. That was good. I got to relax. I got to relax. I got to relax. Shady Coming up, with you three times. Y'all know what it is. The show is called Speak. So it's time to go around the world and hear what the sports world is speaking up about. Y'all, the quotes that we have for y'all are hilarious and a little audacious at the same time. Speak when we return. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, we got to work on the getting the wrong ones. <laughs> hey, y'all know the show's name. It's called Speak. So we got to hear from the people we're covering around the league. Example, Baker Mayfield playing his former team, the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. His former teammate, running back Nick Chubb, Beast, he was asked about Baker. Hey, Chubb, time to hear you speak. I don't know. Well, we, all, we all know Baker, so I don't know what to expect. I love it. I love it. A backdoor burn. We all know Baker, so I don't know what to expect. Joy, how you feel about it? I feel like the Browns uh, don't really care as much as Baker does. This is another game to the Cleveland Browns. It's an important game for them to win. But I don't think anybody from the Browns is really going in like, we really need to beat Baker. (laughs) I remember, like, I remember Nick Chubb at Georgia. Like, I've known who he is for a long time. That's the first time I've ever Ever. heard him talk. Me too, me too. So, like, for that to be the first time I've heard him talk, I'm like, damn, you don't like Baker Mayfield very much, do you? Again, like, maybe there's more bad blood there than I realized. 2-5. Yeah, I just, I mean, hearing that, that clip right there, this is more like, well, I mean, whatever. Like, Baker, I mean, we, we, we're trying to win the game. That's what I'm He's saying. trying to make yeah. it a back and forth with the, with the Browns. We're just trying to it's win It's fun the game. for the media to blow this up, but it's the, Pan- it's the Panthers against the Browns. Mm. Right, right, okay, right. Shady, we got to go back to Philadelphia because our former teammate, Jason Kelsey, he had some words about expectations. Kelsey, speak up. 
I think we got enough older guys around this building. I think we got enough, uh, whether it's executives or coaches or players, to understand that um, expectations are just that. They're f- nothing. Hmm. Two five. That's, that's Kelsey's all the way. He just saying, hey, look, man, I mean, you guys are saying we're going to do good or bad, whatever it is. Like, listen, we got this, right? It's the players that matter. It don't matter what the media writes up. It don't matter what all shows over here talking about. It's what we do in the locker room. So I like that about Kels. Kelsey had a really great, great quote earlier this summer where he was like, every time y'all in the media talk good about us, we underperform. And every time y'all think we're going to be trash, we're really good. So, like, I love him. I love everything that he's about. And with as many new pieces there as they have, like, as many young guys coming in, like, they need that. Like, I'm, I was happy to hear that for the Oh, well, that's making me worry because I think the Eagles are going to win the division now. Me so. too. And, hey. you, and you three, They're going right? to be terrible, Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's three. Oh, you think we're going to win? Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah darling. I do. I hate it. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta f- correct Let's that. Let's go first, baby. I love that from Jason Kelsey, but what I loved even more was maybe the quote, the soundbite of the week. Pat Beverly introduced as a Laker yesterday. I, I'm done talking. Pat Bev, you speak. Pat Bev. You'll be playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They'll be playing with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. It's <laughs> the difference. <laughs> Listen, he's not serious. He just looks serious. He's not serious. I mean, they just won a championship in a bubble. Like, he is serious. They play in the, <laughs> they in the, he's, he's play, in the play in. Like, he got he to gotta, he gotta stop. I know he's a dog, but he got to take it easy. Look. Stay off the weed, man. <laughs> Take it easy, brother. No, I disagree, man. I'm, I want to approach life with the what? confidence that Pat Bev has. Like, I, I'm going to start acting that way. Like, it's intimidating. I'm at a desk with you three. I'm I'm, I'm bringing up the rear here, so you I'm just going to start right. acting like I, Pat I've Bev. Been, I've been in Los Angeles and Hollywood for six and a half years. I can't wait till I can just be crazy all the time. <laughs> I haven't reached that status yet, but I'm eventually going to get there. I'm going to tell you, I watched this on the, on the, on the phone yesterday. and so I, You say, yeah, Joy's the one who said it to I, the group. I, yeah. I, I, Yelps. I made a yelp. So I, I watched it. I heard. I said, "Oh!" Like <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is this? This is weird. Well, I wonder LeBron didn't even see that. What are you talking about? Like what? That actually was my first thought. My first on, thought was bro. this because LeBron is such a great teammate, and he's he he is the best at bringing yes. anybody he's in and goal. making it work. I don't, I'm like. Because I know what I would think, but but I'm wired a little differently. I'm not Steve Kerr saying about Michael Jordan. You say something about, I'm LeBron, you say something like this about me. I got it, we got a little talk real quick. I feel like LeBron would laugh, though. No, 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 no. Wait, was it serious or was he joking? No, he was serious. serious. Regardless of whether that. or not he's serious, no, I, I would play, play. laugh. See me? You see me? I, I know cool. you saw Pat Beverly cry yes. last year, right? I saw Pat Beverly. He was in the play playing game. Play yeah, he means that. He means that. I just can't. If Steve Kerr said it about Michael Jordan, he's... Michael's playing. But here's the thing. What? They did go ask for Pat Bev. Pat Bev didn't ask for them. The play so defense. Pat Bev and your defense, they do need you, big dog. Coming up, it's time to hand out some flowers to one of the best that ever did it in basketball. That's next. Sue Bird, legend. Don't go anywhere. True legend. <laughs> y'all doing the show with me. <laughs> so family, y'all know how we end this show with some family business. Sue Bird's amazing career came to an end last night after her team was eliminated in the playoffs. Bird leaving the game as a total and absolute beast. I understand. I don't fully understand her greatness. Joy, talk to me about it. I mean, she's got those rings and things. Two rings. national championships, mm. four WNBA championships, yep. five gold medals, 20 years with the Seattle Storm. Absolute legend. One of the greatest to ever play the game. Can't say enough what she's done for basketball and women's basketball. Yeah, I got emotional watching her goodbye yesterday as she said goodbye to the sport. A total and complete legend. That's it for us.